Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Life still happens while you build your business. And no matter what you think you're going to do, we set out to have these lofty goals and it's like, sometimes things will happen. And a lot of times we'll put things on hold and sometimes they can't actually go on hold. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multimillionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business. 
not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business, and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Oh, Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Lori, I'm so excited. Okay, this is so cool, you guys. So if you haven't listened to these episodes yet, this is where we reach out to all of you, all of our amazing people who are like in it with me, doing the do, creating businesses, growing businesses, um, where I wanted to truly, this is such a platform that I've uh, created over four years that I was like, I want to bring women up on this platform for uh, you know being able to expose their businesses and what they've been up to. And, and one of the reasons I really wanted to do this was because some of my favorite episodes, it was actually on Elizabeth. Gilbert's podcast um, were when she brought some of her clients on because I was like, oh, I so resonate. Like I know exactly where this person is on their journey. They're just like really showing me what's actually happening. And Jennifer, I know that you have got like, I, I literally said to her before we came on here, I'm like, oh my God, you have such like an incredible story and you're up to so much that it's going to be so hard to fit this in. Um, but I always like when the business person who owns the business tells about why it started, where it started and where you're at now and what exactly is the business? Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. Well, I'll try to talk fast. We'll try to get it all in. Um, it. And by, by looking at me right now, you wouldn't think that I have really thin, fine hair, but I've had, you know, horrible hair my whole life. Um, and I always struggled to find something that was cost-effective and not damaging. So I started getting extensions when I was probably 15 years mm. old. Um, and I tried every type and, and I, especially with the, with the glue in and the bonds, I, when I took them out, I had like little hair left and I thought, mm there's got to be, and it, it cost me a fortune. So I thought there yeah. has to be a way to do this. That's all natural and cost-effective. So I put together this big business plan. I was so excited to, to quit my job, start the business. And then I found out I was pregnant with my son. Um, and I thought, okay, not, not the time to take a risk right now, but you know, I'll do it at some point. And it wasn't until I was on maternity leave that I thought, you know what? It's now or never, like just take the leap, try it. And I also thought, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can explain a gap, you know, if there's been a gap and, and I thought I'm, I'm just going to do it and I'm, and I'm not going to think twice. And so initially in my business plan, I wanted to have, you know, 50 plus brick and mortar locations. And, and the, the whole, um, the great thing about our method is you would come in, it would take an hour. We install the hair, um, and it cost $195 and it was all natural, no chemicals. So that's 
initially how it started. And I'll never forget, I had an investor lined up. I had this business plan. And at the 11th hour, the investor fell through and I was devastated. I mean, one of many times I've been devastated thinking, how am I going to do this? And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. So I found through Kijiji, um, a women's fitness center was, was renting a space and it was like an old storage space. And I was like, you know what, that's fine. I'll start, I'll start small. And in hindsight, it was the best thing I could have done mm-hmm. because, you know, you're able to test things at such a yes. smaller level before jumping all in. Totally. Um, so the first couple weeks, like no one, uh, hey, what do they say? Hayballs, tumbleweeds were like rolling through <laughs> and it took about like, I would say a month and a half. And then we started getting like steady customers. And by mm. six months we were in our uh, brick and mortar location. And it wasn't until like, I, I still had this plan to open a bunch of um, locations via like franchise and also corporately owned, but we started getting customers coming in looking for clip-ins and we didn't, we didn't have clips, but we had the hair. And I thought, you know, I can just buy the clips. I know how to sew a little bit. Like it can't be that, that challenging. So I, most clip-ins, um, come in like eight to 10 pieces, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to do it similar to how we install the hair in two pieces. So I started sewing the clips. I told this customer, yep, it'll be ready in an hour. I finally finished. I'm like sweating. She's waiting. And I realized I sewed all of the clips upside down. And I was like, oh my God, I can't tell her that she has to come back. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. Let's see if it works. I put it in and I was like, oh oh my gosh, like not only does it feel more secure, I don't have to back comb um, and it it just laid so much flatter. So I I told her, I said, this is how we designed them and this is why. And she was like, oh, okay, done. So before we knew it, we had customers coming in saying, we want your special clips and we were sewing them like crazy. And then I thought, you know what, maybe we have a a retail friendly product. So we did a pop-up test with uh, Hudson's Bay and Lord and Taylor at the time. Um, We did six of them. And that's when we realized, wait a second, okay, we have a retail friendly product. And we thought our demo was like 18 to 35 um, or 25 to 35 young professional. And we realized it was so much broader. Like we had young teens coming in for prom. And then we had women in their sixties that had just lost volume. So they didn't necessarily want it for the length. They wanted it more just for volume. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I thought, okay, we're, we're offering something different here in that our product is more function versus fashion. I mean, it has that component. Um, but yeah, so that's when I thought, okay, you know what, we're going to, we're going to go full throttle with this. I'm going to try to get us on the shopping channel. So I must've harassed that poor buyer for over a year. She finally took a meeting and I've never walked into a meeting where somebody was less impressed. Like she just wanted me to get in and get out. (laughs) And by the end, she was just had this look at her face and I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? By the Mm -hmm. end of it though, I had brought her color. I had it in her hair. I styled it. She called in her colleagues. She was taking selfies. And I thought, okay, this is, this is headed in the right direction. And so we got a contract the the next day Mm -hmm. and we launched, this would have been 2017. We launched on the shopping channel in Canada. And then a year later on the home shopping network, um, in the U S. So it's just sort of evolved from there. And, and we, we launched at Ulta beauty a few weeks ago, and then we have some more exciting retail launches coming up in a month. So it's just been, I mean, that's sort of the Coles notes, like abridged version. Um, there's been so many ups and downs. And I mean, you, you know, all about this. No, it's not, it's not a clear path. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is just, you always have to be open to changing. Like if I had mm-hmm. stuck to my original vision, like we never, we never would have made it through the tough times, I think. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it, it's been a crazy almost seven years. 
Wow. And I love hearing the length of the journey too, because people can be like, oh God, she's in all these places, like, you know, all these places that people would dream of being in, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, because I do want to talk about what that actually looked like, like securing those partnerships and some of the things yeah. that happened through there. Cause it's like everyone's dream, right? Like, oh, I'd love to be in Ulta. I'd love to be in these different places that you just mentioned. Um, but you really, you had some bumps throughout and you had some other things going on in your life as well. I know that your son was uh, diagnosed with uh, leukemia when he was three and a half and that you also, this really opened you up to becoming super passionate about also providing care for different people in, in cancer treatment. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So it was 2017. My daughter was born in 2016. She was a year old. Um, and my little guy was three and a half at the time. And it, it was just a parent's worst nightmare. Um, we ended up when we found out we moved in with my parents because we my husband and I spent like so much time in the hospital with him and so and our daughter was just a baby so we moved in um with my parents and like I I can't say enough like they've been the most supportive mm -hmm. from you know just just everything when to do with family to do with business they're just the most wonderful and I don't know how we would have gotten through that tough time but we his treatment lasted uh three years he finished last year wow. um, he's going to be eight this year and if you were to look at him now, you'd never know. He, he was just the healthiest boy now. And it like, it, it, but it, it was, it, it was very, very dark mm. for, for a good year and a half. Um, mm -hmm. Our life just stopped completely. And, and I say, you know, with the pandemic, like it, it's been, it's been terrible, but my husband and I said, like, we've, we've, we've had this happen before mm. and the situation was far worse. You know, if, 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 everyone's healthy. And I've learned this lesson. If everybody you love is healthy and if you're mm -hmm. happy and you're doing something you love, that's it. Nothing else really matters at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, when, when we spent so much time at the hospital, I met a lot of teens that were undergoing treatment and, and through my business, I was able to get them wigs. And mm -hmm. the great part was, is I was able to get them wigs that look like their hair, um, mm -hmm. before they lost it or as they were losing it. So I just did that on and off for, for a couple of years, you know, just as needed, but then the social work team at, at the hospital where my son was treated reached out and said can we develop this program so we mm -hmm. started really doing it a lot last year and then I, I um, registered it as a nonprofit. it's called strong like me um, just last year so the goal is um, you know right now we're just focusing on teens but I want it to be all women like I mm -hmm. think gosh if I were to get sick and to not be able to work and to lose my hair I, you know, naturally you'd be worried about how are you going to provide for your family? And I think I would never spend a thousand dollars on a human hair wig, um, on myself, but it is such a huge part of confidence mm -hmm. and just your journey. And I think it just makes you so much stronger when you feel like yourself. Um, so that's my, that's my plan. I, I really want to obviously, you know, grow locks in Maine and then, mm -hmm. um, we'll see where that goes down the road. But my primary focus in the next few years, I want it to be on building a uh, strong like me. So that's, mm. that's sort of it in a nutshell. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think it's so important for people to hear that life still happens while you build your business. And no matter what you think you're going to do, we set out to have these lofty goals and it's like, sometimes things will happen. And a lot of times we'll put things on hold and sometimes they can't actually go on hold. If you already have a business that's up and running, if you have employees, if you have, you know, just if everything is in place and you're like, I can't actually lose the momentum that I had, how did you, you know, compartmentalize enough to be able to focus on one and know that that's still important while you were just trying to like maintain and make it through, you know, what was going on at home? 
I think a, a big part of it was, you know, my husband. And in the beginning, oh my gosh, Lori, like we, I remember having a fight and I thought, I don't know, I, I don't know if we're going to make it. Mm. And then we realized like communication is key. So we, he started telling me how he was feeling and he was scared. And, and, and once we started that dialogue, we just sort of, and we made a promise to each other, like, this is going to be really hard and mm. we're going to get through it and we have to get through it together. And we really leaned on each other. Like his job, let him work um, remotely. So we'd be in the hospital all day. I'd be with my son with Carter and he'd be uh, doing work like either in conference rooms or in the hospital cafeteria. And then at eight o'clock when Carter went to bed, I'd work from like 8 PM until midnight or one um, every night, just, just getting through what needed to get through. And I think, I think in a way having that as a little bit of a distraction was a very positive thing Mm -hmm. um, because I think, you know, when you're going through a tough time, I think if you let your mind really wander, it's not a good thing. So Mm -hmm. I, and I just, I think like I've blocked a lot of it out now. Like when I think back, I'm like, my gosh, I, I don't even know how we got through it. But I think it's it's day by day and just taking things day by day and doing the best you can and, and still being grateful, even when your life is in absolute turmoil, being grateful for the things that you that, that are going right and that we that you do have. And I think mm-hmm. that that's that's how that's how we did it. And my parents looking after our daughter, like I I don't even know what what we would have done. So it mm-hmm. it we are so fortunate that you know we all had each other. And my son, he he still doesn't really know what happened. I mean, we don't even we say leukemia, we never refer to it as cancer. Um, and he he just remembers fun times at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, he was so young that he's not really gonna remember. My husband mm-hmm. and I said, like, we've aged probably 25 years, but <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, thank you so much for that. And I think that, you know, something that you shared though, that was such an important, which I think it could have gone either way is, is when we realize that a lot of times we have to take initiative to start the new conversation and also make a commitment to the thing or to each other, you know? And, and I think sometimes we forget that even just saying like, Hey, what do we both want? Or, you know, with a business partner, with a spouse, with your family, like, Hey, what, what is our goal? And then getting together as a team to work towards that goal, whether that just like you said, whether that's in your marriage or your business, like what's the goal of this thing that we're trying to get through. And, and that has been, I think, I think that's been the differentiator in my life as well. Getting through challenging things is just like, let's figure out what the goal is. And then let's work as a team. And when we're not, let's like call that out, you know, like, Hey, let's remember what, what the goal is because this is super hard, but we have this like goal that we're going to get through together. So that, that is so beautiful. Okay. So I want to know, I'm so curious about your, um, you know, how you secured partnerships, because I think all of these different, I mean, even with myself right now, I'm working in so many different ways to think of partnerships, to secure partnerships. What does that look like? Cause there's a lot of people with businesses who maybe don't think of the power of partnerships and what those can do. So how did you go about it? How did you pick who you wanted to partner with? And what did that actually look like when you started to, you know, start stalking people for the the year or whatever? Well, you just said it, like literally you, you stalk and it's, it's mm-hmm. all about relationship building. Like at the end of the day, you still have to have a good product that, you know, your customers like, mm-hmm. and that, you know, will will do well. But at the end of the day, it is relationships and it's just getting in front of the right people and, and not letting a no stop you. Like if, if I let a no stop me, I, I'd, I'd be nowhere. And I always say right. like, no only means not right now. 
you know, it's just not the right time. So give it, I don't know, two months and then try again and try again. And and mm-hmm. that's really what it looked like. And my whole thing is I knew if I could get a face-to-face meeting, uh, you know, it would be good. It, that was That was my primary objective get a face-to-face meeting, establish a relationship, like a genuine relationship. And then, I mean, Alta took four years, I think four Mm -hmm. or five years. It took a long time. And I actually, from their buying teams, from different people, I heard three or four different no's um, until I got a yes. So it's just, it's persistence. Persistence is key. And just knowing that when somebody says no, like it's not going to stop you. I mean, yeah, you can have a pause and you can be upset about it. um, But then you just get right back up. And, and I think for me, my whole, you know, vision for hair extensions, when I started seven years ago, they were kind of taboo. Like now they're very mainstream and people talk about it. But back then, like you just didn't talk about it. I think, I think it's probably the Kardashians who made it very mainstream. So I thought, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to be able to go to Sephora, to Ulta, to any department store and see extensions displayed like lipstick. You know, there should be options. And I think there's a lot of people who, and and what's really unique about our business is like 60% of our customers are first time new to extensions. So it's, it's just, it's interesting. There's this huge demand, but I think people are scared, you know, about them and they just, they want something that's approachable and, and sort of cost effective, which is where we sort of filled that, filled that void. But Mm -hmm. it's funny because then, you know, you, you think about competition and, and my whole philosophy around that is, you know, I always kind of wanted to be the first in, you know, to have these retail partnerships. But the more and more I thought about it, I thought, actually, like having competition in a space is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. It broadens the category, it broadens people's awareness um, about the product. So I think there's, so I think that's one thing you can never get discouraged, like, oh, Mm -hmm. somebody's already done it. Because if you believe in your product, and if you know, you have something of value, and it's different, you know, as long as your product is different, um, in some way with your offering, like you, you're, you're going to get there, but it's just about building those relationships and not being afraid to pick up the phone and never having talked. And this is, this is actually, I I shouldn't even tell you this, but this is like my, what I do. I pick up the phone Mm -hmm. and I I'll dial a buyer and then I will start. I don't even know if we should air this, but I'll start asking them about their weekend. And I'll be like, how was your weekend? And I think halfway through, they're like, do I know this person? Like who is this? (laughs) But then you, you would like establish rapport. And then the other tip, which I've been using forever is you just say you're going to be in the area. You're not going to be in the area. I mean, obviously pre COVID that was much easier. Um, but you just say you've got meetings and, and you'd love five minutes and you make it very informal, not like you're trying to sell them something. Um, and then you, you book your flight, you hang, hang up the phone. Yes. You book your flight. Totally done that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm casually always in New York. Hadn't been there in like two years. Yeah. Totally. Like, what are the what are the chances? Yeah, and then oh when you gosh. have that real meeting, then you can actually call other buyers and be like, "I I am there for business. I've got meetings." Yes, <laughs> yes. That is one of the best. That is like literally one of the best tips. Like, especially as the world opens up too. Like, you can't. It, it's really hard to beat that face to face. And we do have to. You know what? I'm actually quite surprised at the amount of things I was able to move though, like via Zoom, like meaning just like being relentless with like zoom and calls and all of those things too. So, well, and I think you're right. Like now everyone's that much more accessible, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to book a $500 flight and and get on a plane. Like, and I think since everyone, a lot of people are still working from home, they want stuff to break up the day. So they'll, they'll accept Mm -hmm. the zoom. They're like, fine, sure. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to get to one or two of your questions. Do you have one that you, you're just like, Oh, I, want I to do. Okay. So I have, I have a few. So first of all, I told you before we started, like I was so nervous to do that. This. this is my first <laughs> podcast ever. And I have, Oh my God. Well, you're doing amazing. Said, yeah. Yeah. And I just haven't done it. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. But I was so, I, I, I was so nervous. And I thought, you know, if I do this one, I'm going to start taking it seriously. I'm going to start, you know, trying to secure other podcasts. But I was nervous at anything. But I know that, you you know, you talk a lot about embracing fear. And like, I subscribe to the notion that, you know, everything great sits on the other side of your fears. But can you share some tips like on how you get through uncomfortable moments and managing anxiety? And then also like, how do you keep embracing and moving toward the mm. things that scare you? Like, what's your overall philosophy on on that? Well, I love this because I think you're a perfect example um, of you said that you were nervous to do this podcast and you just did it anyway. So there was something in you that was like, okay, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, submit myself. And if like right there was confirmation with the universe that you're like, okay, I'm going to like, you're opening up an opportunity, which who knows if that's why, cause you were, you know, scared about doing it, that you had gotten um, chosen. <laughs> but what you, what you have to do is you have to do things that you know are going to hold you accountable to face off with your fear. And then another thing that you did when you got on is what I still use to this day is to say exactly what the fear is out loud. So you state the elephant in the room. So that who cares if now your voice shakes and maybe you're like, okay, I need a minute. You've let me in on why that's happening and I can support you. So what people don't realize is when you tell people why you're nervous or what you're nervous about, they actually now get into the role of supporting. So I just became like your biggest fan around supporting you around your nerves. So you, you actually just by doing that allowed me to also like play the hero and calm you down and support you and do those things. So it's kind of like, we don't realize we're doing that, but that's a really, really like great task tactic for people who are listening is just say how you feel. Be like, here's what I'm so excited about this. Oh my gosh. And I am so nervous. So, you know, if my voice cracks or stutters, or if I need a minute, like just know that this is like such a huge opportunity to me that I'm like really nervous about it. And so you're just breaking down the humanness and that's all we want to see anyway. Like sometimes when you talk to people who aren't nervous or they're just like, yeah, whatever, like they don't treat it like it's something big or exciting. If it's, you know, an opportunity that someone's giving you, not talking about this right now, but just like an opportunity in general, it's almost like the humanness doesn't connect as quickly. So and, yeah. and everyone's nervous. So I actually think it's, it's like when, when people are like, oh, I'm so nervous and they're trying to, they're rejecting it and resisting it. It's not a bad thing. It's like one of the quickest human connectors, like tell the person, um, you know, before I've pitched for light pink for raising money, I'm like, Hey, I'm really nervous because this means so much to me. I'm going to just take a deep breath and I'm going to share all the things I'm passionate about. So it just like gives me that time to be able to like collect myself. And also if I screw up in the middle or I need a minute, I'm like, okay, let me just get myself together. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I love that <laughs> giving yourself all the grace and all of the things, but, but if you just keep repeating what you did, then I think that's going to work out great for you. And also just continue putting yourself in those situations that scare you by, I, I have dates, you know, in my calendar of things that I'm freaked out about. I pitch myself <laughs> on things I'm not ready for. I literally just, I just go for it because 
I know that like I allow my, here, here's another thing. I allow myself to sit in the pain of not doing it. Some people never think about that. Like I really, in my meditations will sit and be like, or visualizations, you don't have to do these often guys. Sometimes they're only once a week or once every two weeks for me right now of like, okay, what is, what is my other option? If I don't go for my dreams, like let's really go down that rabbit hole and feel what it feels like to be in my life and in my body in five years. If I just hide from all my fears and what will that look like? How will I be feeling? What will my bank account look like? What will, and I'm like, Oh shit, I need to like go out. <laughs> I'm going to go That's get scared. So so. Good. It's true. Cause the feeling of regret, like you don't want to have regrets and it's like, yes. what's, and, and this is one thing that I've, I've started doing, especially when I go on H center, the shopping channel beforehand, I think two things, I think a, what's the worst that could happen. Yes. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, it's kind of bad because they have a two second delay. So it could be bad. Yeah. But then also I always visualize, and this is maybe terrible, but I'm like, okay, this time tomorrow it'll be done. You'll yeah, be done. <laughs> totally. And, and I think that's the realization like a that it's only, it's only a moment. So it's literally only a moment. Okay. I have time for one more question. If you have time for one more question. Oh, perfect. Okay. So one thing I really, I really struggle with how much I should share about personal and professional life on social media. Mm-hmm. I've just started posting and I just, I just, I struggle with it. And I just feel like on one side, I should keep so much private, especially the really messy stuff. Like, you know, almost being bankrupt 50 times and, mm-hmm. and legal <laughs> stuff. Like you just, you know, you don't really want to share mm-hmm. that, but then, you know, uh, and also how hard it is to balance growing a company, being a, a, a like a, a good mom, a, a good wife, a good friend. But on the other hand, I feel like it's so important to share what a bumpy road it's been. Mm. Um, and, and I guess like, this is great because it, it, this is your, your new podcast girlfriends mm-hmm. in business. And I feel like this is encompassing, um, of this, but how do you, you know, what are your top tips on building a personal brand and how do you manage to do such amazing job focusing on your businesses as well as your personal brand? Like, how do you kind of meld that all together? Well, if it looks like an amazing job, I'm glad. Cause it feels like a total shit show on fire. It really <laughs> does. Like uh, daily, it feels like I don't, like I'm just a, a mess. Like, and, and at the same time, I embrace that because I'm like, I know what my, I know. So I'm clear on what my goals are. So I think that would be my first thing for you. I know that you're clear on your business goals, but like at the beginning of a, if you do want to build a personal brand, you have to get clear on why. So for me, the re like, I'm actually stepping a little bit out of a personal brand. Like I want to be the, I want to be the story with the brand as well, but I don't want to be like the main, main focus anymore. And and I guess it's funny because I kind of still am in different ways because I have these podcasts, but they feel a little more behind the scenes than being like being perceived maybe as more of an, like an influencer or something like that. So with that said, I know that I want to share the actual journey because my, my goal is to leave or or to like the, the legacy of letting women know like what it actually looks like and that it's possible even when you feel X, Y, and Z, or that it may look this way, but it never actually feels that way. It always feels scary, nerve wracking, uncomfortable. Yes. There's these amazing, beautiful parts to it, but a lot of the time is spent you're, you're in full growth mode. So I feel as though if I, if it probably exactly like why you're feeling called to this is because if we don't share it the first minute people hit that bumpy year or that bumpy month, like they're going to quit. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, this must be the yeah. universe telling me it's not for me. Like this must, if this was supposed to be like the business I was supposed to be in or the future I'm supposed to have, it shouldn't feel this way. Well, if I, 
it does not feel good. Like majority <laughs> of the time when you're, when you're doing it, but it's, it's like, and I don't want to scare people away from that because it's actually a really cool feeling to embrace as well, because what feels worse to me is not doing it. You know, it is every day being like, I'm so bored or I wish those clients were con- would come or, Oh, what would that feel like if I grew that thing? Or if I tried to reach my biggest potential. So I think for you, just getting clear on exactly why you want to do it and what, you know, what is that purpose for you that you want to step into that? And, you know, you have so many beautiful things to share, um, and there's nothing to be ashamed of because you're also, you're doing it. Like, I don't, I'm sure you've read that, uh, man in the arena by, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt. Brene Brown made the, yeah, it kind of famous. Um, yeah. and just talking about like, you know, just being in the arena is like glory is it's just like so glorious. And it's, it's, that is enough. Even if you're not like as successful as you think in your mind or other people perceive, like, I just think leaving it all out there at the end of our life. And especially cause you know, you have kids and, and they're watching you and, and that is so honorable. It's like seeing people do it is what I really look toward. I don't care if someone fails or not. Like I just want to have conversations with the women who are doing it. Like that's all that interests me. So I think just getting clear on, on why you want to do it and, and not worrying about what you're sharing, because I think people are craving authenticity. And if someone wants to judge you on what you failed at, like that's, I promise you, if someone's judging you on what you failed at, it's because they're judging themselves and they have not done it yet. Like they feel too imprisoned by their own judgment. Um, and that's what they're trying to do. It's just like, imprisoned. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. And it's, it's so true. And I, I, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, you know, when they got to their big, huge goal, it's not actually the goal that they were most proud of. It was the journey getting there yes. and their accomplishments and, and the struggles to get. So it's true. It's all about embracing it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's hard because like I said to you, you know, just to save a few thousand dollars, like I packed up one of our retailers or I shouldn't even be saying that, but you know, you, you do things, um, that, that you think that optically maybe you shouldn't share, but in a way, maybe it would be great to share because I think people have these, you know, preconceived notions that it's this easy thing and, and no. you just sort of sit back. I'll tell you why you need to share it. Cause I just went through a bunch of conversations with investors who told me when I shared certain things like that from past experiences, they said, that's why I invested in you is because I knew that you would get scrappy. So <gasps> if you don't share that, they actually think like, Oh, she hasn't hit a bump yet. I don't think she's ready for it. So I would absolutely share the scrappiness as much as you possibly can, even if it doesn't look good to some people, because that would be the reason why I would be like, oh yes, her, because she's going to do whatever it takes to make sure that that happens. Even if it means having her family do it or having, you know, calling on her, like all of her friends and getting together to help send these things out. Like that's the person I want. Not the one who's like, oh, I can't show that, you know, this almost missed it. And, and we didn't have money for it. Like the person it's, those are the best stories. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I adore you. I wish we were in person right now. That hopefully next year, hopefully 2022. Yes. I think it's oh, going to be happening. a really good one. It's happening. <laughs> we'll, we'll meet, we'll meet in person sometime next year. So where can we drinking buy? pink lights? <laughs> yes, exactly. Where can we buy your hair? How can we like do all the things? I believe it's yeah, locksinmain.com. So locks yep. Yeah, locksinmain.com is our website. And then uh, our social handle is just at locksinmain. Main is M-A-N-E. Um, and then you can find us on HSN, on the shopping channel, on Ulta.com, and in a, about a month or so in a few other retailers as well. 
Yay. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys definitely go check out um, her clip and extensions. I just looked at her website. It's absolutely beautiful. Totally need to get my mom some. I know she's obsessed with hair. So this would be awesome. Awesome for her too. So, okay. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you. Thank you. It was so amazing, Lori. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. So fun. You too. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.